You guys, welcome to episode 95 of The Smush Room, the podcast that deep dives in the well-known and importantly not-so-well-known hookups of your favorite reality TV stars. It's me, Troy Mejia. Um, This is a weird episode that I'm recording today because it's not an actual episode of The Smush Room. I'm doing a bonus episode for free because this weekend is absolutely insane and I have no time to do anything except for buy gifts for babies. Uh, my friend is having a baby and we're going to a baby shower and it's been a lot of preparation. And because of that, my best friend, who you've heard me talk about on this podcast a lot, actually, is in town from New York. And I'm recording my first ever, like, in-person joint episode with somebody. Katie, hi. Hi. (laughs) Happy to be here. (laughs) This is my best friend, Katie, who I talk about all the time. Whenever I go to New York on Thanksgiving and talk about, like, making Ina Garten full spreads every year, (laughs) this is who I do it with. She's my best mate. And she knows, she can actually vouch for me that, like, this is legit, this is a legit busy weekend. It's a legit busy weekend. Like, I'm not making this up. Like, it's wild. I've had, like, we've had no time to just, like, not do anything. Yeah. Whenever I'm in town. It's crazy. We never have downtime. gotta hit all the hot spots. (laughs) Which is basically just eat as much as possible. Yeah, and, like, like, go to a Taco Bell. (laughs) I don't have those by me. (laughs) (laughs) She comes here to eat slop with me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing that we did have time for this weekend, and the thing that there's always time for if there's an hour in your day, is to watch a sexual thriller from between 1980 and 1999. Praise me. There's always time for a sexual thriller. And I figured, I've talked about sexual thrillers on this podcast endlessly. It's all I ever talk about. So, like, why not record a free bonus episode about... One of the best sexual thrillers of all time, Basic Instinct. Mm-hmm. Can we talk? The movie that started it all. The movie that started all the things. This is like... Made us who we are today. <laughs> Ruined our childhood yeah. brains. <laughs> Turned us into sexual deviants. Yeah. It's really like... This is a profound movie. So, we're just gonna... We just watched it a minute ago. And we're just gonna like kind of gab about this movie for a little bit. Because why not? Um, when was your first time ever seeing this movie? Um, way too young. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely probably around like 10 or 11. Yeah. And, uh, watching it like secretly. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> Just one of those days. Didn't want anybody, didn't, I knew it was bad. Yeah. But I desperately wanted to watch it. Did you watch it on like HBO or something at yeah, night? Yeah, exactly. Like at night, night my dad, who was like a single parent, was like at one of those like singles bars yeah (laughs) leaving me alone and uh i just stayed up and watched it and i was like huh so i don't know what's going on really but i know i like it yeah (laughs) (laughs) we were joking about how like this movie ruined our idea of like love making (laughs) and like a healthy relationship right like (laughs) unless you guys are throwing each other around and like contemplating using the ice pick to kill to kill each other during <laughs> sex. Is it sex, even? And if I'm not moving my head back and forth violently, <laughs> am I really in having pleasure? Are you really climaxing yeah. at all? <laughs> if you're not thrusting and throwing your body to and from. Um, <laughs> so, this is like... So, how would you rate this sexual thriller of all of them? Like, if you had to rate, like... Is this in your top three? Oh, yes. Okay. Definitely top three. Is it your favorite? Fatal... Um, 
Feel attraction? Yeah, I was going to say fatal instinct. (laughs) (laughs) Occupational hazard. (laughs) That's definitely my... Also, you know, I don't know if this is considered a sexual thriller, but um, uh, what's the roommate one? Oh, single white female. Single white female. I would say it's like in that realm. It's in that realm. I mean, she does sleep with her boyfriend. Yeah. It's in that, like... <laughs> there is a sex <laughs> There's lovemaking. Yeah. <laughs> it's in that realm of, like, this time period and these, like, kind of thrillers with, like, the shrieky music mm-hmm. and, like, everything ends in a knife fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would agree, base, or, yeah, Fatal Attraction is my number one favorite sexual thriller. But this is, like, iconic. It's iconic, and it definitely has the best sex scenes. Yeah. I mean, outlandish sex scenes, but yes. the best ones. Yeah. I don't think until we just watched it that I ever really, like, realized how out truly outlandish they are. They're on, like, a showgirls level. Showgirls. I mean, I think that's where showgirls got that choreography. Like, never throwing her body throwing bodies around. In the, in the pool? <laughs> yeah. Um, this is also a really interesting movie because I've never really thought about it until now, even though I've watched this a million times. But, like, this is a gay movie. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to be. And, like, the way that, like, the gay issue is handled is so... That's, like, the thing about all of these movies is, like, the way that they handle any kind of, like, homosexuality is so, like, salacious and, like, kind of gross. Yeah. And the gay person is always, like, this scary, psychopath, like, villain lunatic. And this movie just is so politically incorrect. Yes. Like, it's so... I mean, Rocky is a case study to really dissect. It's, like, unreal. I mean, (laughs) there's so many things. Like, there's, like, a scene in the movie where she's, they're, like, at a nightclub, which, like... We'll get there. We'll get there. (laughs) But they're, like, at a nightclub, and, like, she, like, kicks the door open to the men's room, and she wears a leather jacket. And it's, like, she has to be, like, this rough-and-tumble, like, snarling menacing villain and like but still super hot yeah very hot still a man's desire yeah yeah god forbid she looks anything not feminine just the leather jacket is all they'll give you they still want you to think that there's a chance that like michael douglas could like turn her because he's so sexy Mm -hmm. which like we have to talk about michael douglas for a Mm -hmm. second what are your thoughts like how do you are you sexually attracted to him (sighs) You know, yes, I think. Yeah, right? <laughs> I struggle with it. Yeah. I go back and forth. But yeah, I think I am. I think I'm... I think I am. I think <laughs> that he triggers some, th- some weird thing. It's, I think it's his voice for me. Yeah. And maybe how he, how he roughs up the girls. I don't know. What do you think it is about him that made him like the 80s white guy? I don't know. I think... Um, well, I mean, it doesn't help. I mean, it helps. I mean, that his dad is Kirk Douglas and probably got him a lot of parts, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But I think he just, like, got a great role in, um, um, what's that movie where he's Gordon Gecko? Oh, Wall Street? Well, yeah, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. And he just became that, like, quintessential alpha male. Yeah. For whatever reason. Because <laughs> I feel like he's, like, 5'5". Five, five. Yeah, he's short and yeah. he's, like, thin. And <laughs> yeah. We were making the joke that, like, he's supposed to be this, like, like, you can't avoid his sexuality. Like, he's so, like, you just can't, you can't shake him. But, like... He's, like, a little... He looks like an old man, even young. Even young. But I think, too, maybe because he's, like, a little bit looking, like, everyday kind of man. Yeah. Maybe it, like, makes men like him more. Because he's not as, like... It's like, well, I'm on his level, or maybe even better looking. I can get Sharon Stone. Yeah. He looks like the everyman. Yeah. I've never thought about it that way. It's true. He looks like a guy that would just work in an office. Mm -hmm. 
It's weird. He's like sexualized in a way that when I was younger, it made absolutely no, I was like, why are they showing Michael Douglas's butt? Like yeah. what is happening? And even like Catherine Zeta-Jones, like I remember being like, huh. How she, like how did why? he get her? Yeah. Yeah. So strange. But at 31, I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Like I wouldn't be proud of it, but it would happen. I definitely wouldn't say no. No, no, not at all. But yeah, I mean, he did look good in this movie, I will say. Mm-hmm. He was very tight. Very tight. He's tan. Tan. He. We saw his penis. We did. Not erect, but, you know. It was dangling. Yeah. And we saw all in the, the things. I was reading the trivia of, from this movie on IMDb, and I guess, like, they really wanted to have an, the first erect penis. Really? Yeah. To, like, be shown on a big screen, and it got, like, nixed. So he, but they settled with, like, a limp penis instead. I mean, it's it's wild. It's, like, the shadow of it. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't see, like, veins or anything. Yeah, it's like a blink and you'll miss it. mm -hmm. But it's, like, It's there, yeah. It's not bad looking. Mm -mm, I didn't think so. I'm just saying. didn't think so. Um, What do you think about Sharon Stone in this movie? Like, I was telling Katie before we recorded that, usually I feel like, like, for instance, like, with Fatal Attraction, like, I could not, would not, cannot, and will not imagine that movie without her. There's Mm -hmm. just no fucking way. Um... There's just no possible way that Glenn Close couldn't have been that woman. And in this movie, Sharon Stone's great, and she's obviously, like, beautiful. But at the same time, I'm like... Yeah, I mean, there was 16 women that turned down the role before they got to her. Yeah. So I feel like... I definitely think that other people could have played that role, and possibly better. Yeah, I Um, agree. You know? But even, like, when we were talking before with um, Jean, like, she could easily have played... Yeah. Her main character and been incredible. Did you see my eyes light up? Yes, I did. You guys, something weird happened during the viewing of this movie just now. <laughs> I realized I was straight. Yes. I'd like women. Um, I am... Jean Triplehorn is one of the most beautiful women I think I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm obsessed with her. And to me, this is like her movie. I mean, truly. Right? And like her look, although stuck in like that 90s era, yeah. is the look that I've always wish I had. That bouncy hair, big lips, like perfect yeah. look. She's yeah. so beautiful. And her style was, even though they tried to make her like less Fruity. sexualized, I guess, with like big jackets and like a lot of brown. Yeah. She still looked amazing. Incredible. I was saying that she, it's interesting because in Fatal Attraction, it's like he has like his good wife at home the brown-haired wife with the curly short hair that's, like, kind of frumpy, who's, like, a good woman. And then he has, like, his bad wife, who is Glenn Close. And, like, this movie is almost identical. Like, he has, like, his good wife, which is Jean Triplehorn, who's always, like, looking out for him and trying to protect him and, like, make sure he's okay. Mm -hmm. And then he has his bad wife, who he can't quit, and she's, like, a drug to him. Yes. And what is that about? Like, why is it always blonde versus brunette? (laughs) Why are the blondes the ones that are, like... The, you know, the hot, sexy ones, but yeah. the brunettes are the ones that you, like, marry and treat shitty. <laughs> right. And he's, like, manhandling her this yes. entire movie. There isn't I a mean, scene. there is a very... That scene is so controversial. Like, it is, like, almost, like, wow, that would never land today. He was, right. like... It was a, basically a rape scene. It was a rape scene. And you could tell it was, like... I mean, I don't even know if this movie was written by a man, but it felt like it. It definitely was written by a man. Like, yes. I mean, because she's, like... I remember watching this when I was younger and being like, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand. And now I'm 31 and I still don't really get it. Yeah. Because she's like, 
being raped. She says no. She says no to him. Mm -hmm. And he's, like, really violent. But, like, he's so hot and she can't, like, deny it. That she's, like, orgasming during it. It's, like, it's weird and gross. Yeah. Um, And he rips her clothes, like, off. Like, she tries to put her shirt on when when they're done and she, like, can't button it. Yeah. So it's, like, how does she go home? I know. The whole... They're literally... You can count the number of times, maybe on one hand, that they're in the same room together and he doesn't grab her by her throat, grab her by her arm, throw her against a wall. She's constantly shaking her. <laughs> yeah. She's like, just... she's like a hysterical woman. Yes. All the time. <laughs> like grabbing her shoulders and being like, God damn it. Yeah. It's outrageous. It's like completely over the top. But I do kind of feel like, I feel like she could have easily been Sharon Stone's character in this movie. Yeah. She was. It was like they tried. She had to try really hard to actually suppress her sexuality. And yes. Her like hotness. Yes, they did. Yeah, because it was like oozing. Yeah, they tried to put her in big giant blazers, and even still, she was like still fucking so gorgeous. Unreal. Every time she walked on the screen, I would like gay gasp. He literally gasped every time. <laughs> Walked in. <laughs> it was like an audible response to her, like <laughs> her beauty. I just like couldn't handle it. <laughs> um, another really interesting thing about this movie that I didn't remember is that it's a love letter to San Francisco. It's like I mean, when I went to San Francisco, I didn't see it that way. I beautiful. San Francisco is beautiful. Yeah, but they really. It's like a postcard. It is. It's like the way that the fifth character in Sex in the City is New York. Like, the third main character in this movie is San Francisco. It's just beautiful landscapes of, like, the bridge and the ocean. It's just, it's gorgeous. gorgeous. Ridiculous. All in, like, those hills of California. Everybody, oh, it was just beautiful. And it's a good mix between, like, actual San Francisco and, like, um, 90s, very, like, lifetime-y movie sets yes that look completely over the top Mm -hmm. like car chases through construction sites that are just (laughs) old tin cans and like tin trash cans (laughs) that that nobody has ever actually yeah i've never seen them ever (laughs) um the other really weird thing about this movie that i love is like the twist it's funny because it's like the whole time you blatantly know this movie doesn't really have payoff no It doesn't have payoff the way that a lot of other sexual thrillers do. It's like, nobody important dies. Side characters die. That you're not invested in any way. Right. So it doesn't, you don't feel sad. You don't get like, yeah, there's no real reaction. It's like, okay, so Gene Triplehorn died. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, spoiler alert. Um, (laughs) And, uh, you know, Michael Douglas doesn't die. Sharon Stone doesn't die. She's never really held accountable for anything. They never catch her. It's like, you know the whole movie that she's the killer, and then at the end it's confirmed, and then it, it, this, that's it. Yeah. And there's no... And a big gap in that movie as well is just, like, the DNA evidence. Oh, yeah. They never test for DNA at all, and it's, like, filmed in the 90s. Like, we know that they've used DNA testing. Right. So it's yeah. like, and we, like, watch this woman <laughs> kill every man with an ice pick. With her bare hands. Right. During sex. <laughs> During sex. Where While like she's like orgasming. Clear, flu- obviously fluids. Yeah. And it's like, no. Who did it? Yeah. <laughs> Who and could it be? All of her books are written in great detail about <laughs> how she murders. It's like OJ's If I Had Done It. 
<laughs> She's written like four if I had done it. Yeah. And the Katie said when we were watching it that her book covers looked like R.L. Stein covers. Because they legit do. They're hysterical and they're so dated. It's like a lover's quarrel. Like beating hearts desires. Yeah. And they have yeah. like those heart like cutouts that lead to another page that's like a full photo. Yeah, that like expands on the story a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, look at, th- they're lovers. Oh, wait, he's covered in blood. <laughs> that red isn't a heart. <laughs> um, can we talk about the, the nightclub scene? Because it had a really I mean, big effect on my childhood. For both of us. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. For both of us, yes. There was a, I mean, I know that I'm not alone when I say this. When we watch movies as kids, we really thought that that's, like, what life was like. Mm-hmm. Or, like, how it was going to be for us when we grew up or something. Yeah. And that movie especially, I really thought that when I got to be, like, 18, that I would go to, like, dance clubs like that. Yeah. That just had, like, lights everywhere. Everybody's just, like, dancing their asses off. There's weird, like, dancers in cages. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, that never happened for me. I hope it did for somebody. Yeah. But, like, it never happened I hope somebody me. out there is living our childhood dream of yeah. going to a vampire club. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like... And then just, like, having sex in the bathrooms and, like, doing drugs in the bathrooms and... Mm-hmm. In the men's bathroom, no less. Yeah. Like, how scandalous. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, and it's, like, they make it a point to be, like... This is, like, a queer club... They make it a point to, like, let it be known that there's, like, a lot of gay people around. So, like, mm-hmm. anything can happen at this, like, crazy raunch fest. And, uh, and the scene where Rocky, like, Roxy, Rocky? I, I think it's Roxy, but he calls her Rocky. Okay. At yeah. one, when he, you know. Yeah, when he's, like, flirting. He's like, you like to watch Rocky? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I always watch. <laughs> she wants me to. <laughs> and then she, like, pulls a book and, like, is spun <laughs> In a bookshelf. It goes back to her lair. (laughs) Where she's like held until she needs to watch it. (laughs) She literally, if you guys rewatch this movie, like, pay closer attention to Roxy than you ever did. Because she literally, like, emerges from the fucking night, (laughs) from the dark, every time. She never is, it's never explained where she's going, where Where she's coming from. from. Yeah. Like, who she is really, like, where, like, why she's in her life. Um, but, like, after she kicks the bathroom door open and they, like, go in the, quote, men's room. Which, by the way, she kicks the bathroom door <laughs> <Yeah>. open. <laughs> of the For men's no room. no reason. She had nothing in her hand. <laughs> she didn't have a drink in her hand or anything. <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, you know, women and men in there and they're all, like, licking each other's tongues. And there's, like, women in, like, lace satin gloves that go up to their armpit. And, like, men in thongs everywhere. <laughs> And, like, Sharon Stone is, like, in the fucking... She's, like, in the bathroom, like, legs open with another man, coke in her hand. Who has, like, a tray of cocaine. Yeah. And this is another thing I always saw would happen, too. That yes. There'd just be trays of cocaine yes. everywhere. Yes. <laughs> on, like, glass. Oh, uh, yeah. On, like, a, either glass or, like, one of those, like, old... Like metal, like beautiful, you know. Yeah, like like an old t- Tiffany's plate. Yeah, exactly. Presented <laughs> beautifully. And like Sharon Stone is just like, I, I mean, the sexuality in this movie is just so absurd. Yes, it's so over the top. It's so like salacious and raunchy, and like the sex scenes are so primal. It's like a lot of grunting and hitting, and she like digs into his back and he bleeds, but he can't stop. 
But he's in such ecstasy. Yeah, he's in such ecstasy that he can't help but roll over and take yeah. more. <laughs> she has to climax on him. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I love doing when I watch movies like this is think about who, in my opinion, could have been like a better version of these people. Like, who do you think could have been like a better version of Sharon Stone in this movie? Well, I mean, I'm cheating a little bit because I know one of the first choices that they wanted was Demi Moore. And, like, ever since, like, knowing that, it's, like, I would kill to have that. I mean, maybe it's, like, too much raspy voice between Douglas and Demi Moore. Ooh, is there ever enough, though? Not in my opinion. But uh, I would would have liked to have seen her in that. That would have been amazing. Yeah, but she has had brown hair, so. (laughs) Yeah, not going to work. Absolutely not going to work. <laughs> oh, Demi would have been good. Uh, I love Demi more in a sexual movie. Yeah. Striptease. <laughs> Striptease, hello, <laughs> the best. Um and then like what guy do you think would have been better than Michael Douglas? I'm trying to think who were the like hot guys at that time. I would have loved to have seen like a Richard Gere. <gasps> okay, I'll take a Richard Gere, but he was he was yeah. Okay. I'll you know take that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like seeing him a little bit more like he was too in the... I don't think he could have done that with his image. Yeah, I agree. Because he was like the romantic daddy. Yeah, he was like the rom-com king. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would have been hot, though. I'm yeah, trying to think that of who else. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think who would be... Like the 90s equivalent of like a hot man. Yeah, like what was the guy back then? I feel like it was just like Michael Douglas. It was Michael Douglas. <laughs> Especially a guy who's supposed to be doing the right thing and he's doing the wrong thing and he yeah. can't, he can't help but do the wrong thing. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't know. This movie just like a li- much like what Katie just said. I remember watching this movie when I was little and thinking like this was what it was like to have an adult life, and that like adults. First of all, even before I like knew I was gay, it's like because I watched this movie as a kid, and I think I've told this story on this podcast before that like. My mom, when I was little, because my mom had me so young, she would let me kind of just, like, watch whatever. And I think she realized that it wasn't really, like, harming me to watch it. So she was like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, he seems fine. We'll see. Um, <laughs> see where it goes. Yeah. But, like, it skewed my idea of, like, what was inappropriate for kids and, like, what wasn't. Like, to me, this was just, like, a normal movie to watch. And I, whenever I would go to sleepovers at my cousin's house, we would all take turns, like, choosing a movie. My cousin <laughs> would choose, like... Lay before time, and then my other cousin would choose like you know the most like the most salacious thing we would watch was like The Good Son. Like, we did love a thriller Ooh. at my aunt's house, and I I do love The Good Son. You know what I mean? Like one that's like not so bad. Talk about movie references. I usually make. I always do a Good Son reference. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> Nobody gets it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but like this was the movie I would choose. Like we would all slide our choices forward our VHS. And it would be like the Lion King Land Before Time. The Good Son was like the the one that was like raunchy to choose. And then mine <laughs> was always this or like Pretty Woman. And my aunt would be like, we're not watching Basic Instincts. <laughs> like you guys aren't falling asleep <laughs> to Basic Instinct, you weird little fucker. <laughs> like that's not good. <laughs> I love it so much. I would like love to have known... Young 
Troy. Oh, God. Little boy Troy. I know. I wish that we were friends during that time so much. We would have been bad together. I know. Like bad kids. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. We would have, like, explored all of our worst things. I like, yeah. would have been like, have you tried cigarettes? Yeah, exactly. Have I you saw. tried, like, lighting something on fire? <laughs> This that? is a BB gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember, like, how old you were when you first saw this movie? Yeah, I think I was, like, 10 or 11. Okay. This, was this around the time that you started watching movies like this? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. I mean, I think I was, like, yeah, between, like, 9, like, starting at, like, 9 and 10, I okay. was starting to, like... I also, like, got a TV in my room really young. Oh, okay. So, you know. Yeah. I, you know, dabbled. Yeah. I pushed the boundaries. Yeah, dabbled on the dark arts. Yeah, so if there was, like, any VHS tape that I could, like, get my hands on that I knew, like, I shouldn't have. Yeah. I definitely did it. I would just, like, sneak around and be like, oh, basic instinct. All right, let's look. Let's watch. Was your dad, like, pretty, like, did he let you watch whatever or was he, like, strict about what you watched? No, he, like, kind of let me watch whatever. I didn't realize it was, like, bad or, like, that I was watching things that other kids weren't until I was, like, much older. Yeah. I guess. Like, when I would watch TV, I mean, like, The Simpsons was, like, my, I obviously watched The Simpsons ever since I was really little and I remember my friends, like, not being able to watch it. Yeah. And, like, my boyfriend now is always, like, I couldn't watch The Simpsons when I was growing up because they said, like, damn and hell. Wow. And I was, like, huh? That's, like, wow. that was, like, nothing for me, you know? And then yeah. just, like, progress. I always loved horror movies. And, uh, yeah. And, of course, anything that was, like, sex-related, I yeah. was there for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you guys see why me and Katie are best friends? It's, it's basically, like, the female version of me is also doing this. <laughs> it's really weird. Um... Yeah, we both absolutely love horror movies. It's, like, our biggest bond. And, like, mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like you have to come back on this podcast to talk about some horror movie. I don't know. We were going to talk about Scream, but I figured, like, I've selfishly talked about Scream so much mm-hmm. on this podcast. Just, like, truly sowing my own oats or whatever. Is that the same? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Is that the old adage? Um, that, like, I was like, let's talk about something different. Oh, wait, a sex movie. Yeah. <laughs> what else? What else is there? Sex. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> but I want to do more of these movies. Uh, I talk about these movies to Katie absolutely all the time. We talk about um, Basic Instinct, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. That's Troy's favorite. Let's be real. It, that's my, yeah. I mean. He references The Hand That Rocks the Cradle on a regular basis. It's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and she like, Katie hears like my neuroses like, because ev- we talk every day for like an mm-hmm. hour. So when I'm, like, stuck in a hole of something, like, she hears it a lot. <laughs> like, a good example is that I had never watched The Sopranos, which is, like, a really mm. dark thing for me. And I never wanted to admit it that I had never seen it. It was just, like, one of those things that I'll, I had to carry around life like a ball and chain. And, <laughs> like a ball and chain. <laughs> right? So dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> that pain. My cross to bear. <laughs> Yeah, I've been through a lot. Um, (laughs) But I had to carry that around and, like, hear people talk about it and then, like, pretend that I knew what they were talking about and I didn't. And it was so painful. And then I watched it and, like, I was stuck in this, like, very specific time period that's long gone. Like, for me, it was 98. The economy was booming. We had a great president. Like, that was where I was mentally. 98. And I would call her every day and be like, um, can you believe Carmela season four, episode two? Are you kidding? And she'd be like, I haven't watched <laughs> can it in you, over 15 uh, yeah, years. Can you, catch me up? 
<laughs> I actually really did love when you were watching The Sopranos, though, and when you would like call me. I was a, it was a nice walk with you. I like yeah. I liked holding your hand through it. it was yeah. yeah, I literally did make you hold yeah. my hand through and it. And I just remember like, oh man, he's gonna get to like he's almost at the um, you know like these big scenes, like yeah. really sad parts. And I'd be like, oh man, I'm. When he calls, I have to make sure I'm I'm there because <laughs> yeah. he's not gonna be happy. And I really did like need her. I was like, I don't have anybody else to talk this about, yeah. <laughs> and like you're the only one that gets it. And I'm going through like a lot. It's like so emotional. This movie or this show is so intense. Um, but yeah, she's like my she's my sounding board for uh, <laughs> all my neurotic thoughts. The way that you guys are like once a week, she deals with it multiple times per day. Jealous. <laughs> <laughs> um. What other movies should we talk... I, I want to do this again. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I'm about. always down for any kind of... Any 90s or early 2000s anything, so... Yeah. Okay. We need to make, like, a good a good nasty list... Yes. ...of sexual thrillers, and we'll just, like, keep talking about them every single week. And then we'll sprinkle in some, like, 80s horror. Okay. I don't know if the people that listen to this podcast care about horrors. I've mentioned it a lot, and I don't get a lot of feedback. I want to know. <laughs> if you care... Let me know. Like, message me, DM me. Do you care about 80s horror movies the way that I do? Because we I love them. So. And we'll make this a fucking weekly thing if that's, like, if that's the case. <laughs> that's what you want. If that's what the people want, we'll give them what we want. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we have to get ready now to go to a baby shower, um, which is, like, exciting. Our, our really good friend from college is having a baby. And uh, it's wild. It's, like, crazy to see somebody you've known your whole life giant and pregnant with a person inside their stomach yeah it is um it's you know happy for her or whatever yeah (laughs) (laughs) no i'm happy i really am it's really exciting it's our like first baby kind of yeah it's our friend group's first like i don't know it's weird it's like our first baby Mm -hmm. and it's the first baby that i feel like like i was telling katie this earlier like we went to dinner last night and obviously her showers today and she's super pregnant, but I've never been close enough to somebody that I feel like I can, like, poke their belly and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, not in a way that I'm like, what's that? What's this? Mm-hmm. What's this doing? Is that his butt? Is that his head? Like, you know, like, poking. It's weird. And she was like, yeah, whatever. You can, like, feel around. And it was the weirdest experience it is in the weird. entire world. It was weird. When I, like, I mean, I felt a baby kick before, but, like, you know, not often. Yeah. <laughs> not, like, all night. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, when I would, like, touch her stomach and it would move, it was so crazy. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, is there anything that you want to say before we... Anything else about Fatal... Yeah, there is one Steve? thing. Okay. The best line in that movie... By far. And the credo that we should all live by. Okay. Is when Sharon Stone, when they ask Sharon Stone, were you, that was your boyfriend, or were you dating that guy who dies, right, in the beginning? The rock and roll star. Oh, yes, like yes, say, yes, yes. Uh, when she said, I wasn't dating him. I was just fucking him. Like, <laughs> yes, queen, yeah. go. Everyone, I just want to, I'm going to say that for everybody. Yes. It's in the, I wasn't dating him. I was fucking I was him. Fucking him. And imagine saying that to a room full of men in like 1991. Yeah, a true drink. By the way, it was right in the middle of the AIDS epidemic and the AIDS crisis. That's true. Oh my god. This movie is like very um, trigger, like not triggering, but like controversial for that as well. Yeah, I know that it had it had a lot of people, um, like boycotting it. Like the gay community in the 90s, just which I buys. This movie. I get. 
Yeah. 100% get that. Even now, it's just like, it's triggering. It's It's definitely troublesome. Yeah. It's like, she's definitely the murderer because she's gay. She's wild in the head. Yeah. (laughs) She's got that gay rabies. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Um, Um, Well, yeah, I hope that you guys enjoyed this quick little weird episode that may become a thing on this podcast. I don't know. Um, But that's it. Katie, thank you for doing this. Yes, thanks for having me. This was fun. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Smush Room, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Please make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review. It really helps your boy. Also, make sure to head over to patreon.com slash evpsychos for more information on this show and other Patreon-exclusive content. You can follow me on Twitter at Troy McGeady. That's T-R-O-Y-M-C-E-A-D-Y. You can also follow this podcast at EBP underscore Smushroom. Thank you to executive producer Molly McAleer and coordinating producer Nicole Matthew. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.